Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 30. Apologies for um, the last episodes we wrote the numbering down, but it is the big 3-0. It is your boy, Sweet Keeks. Today on the Sweet Film Talk, we will be going over some of the non-theater movies that we've watched, some streaming, some on TV, none pirated, like always, none pirated, support the film industry. Um, then we will go over some movie news that have happened this last week. We've had some sweet trailers come out. We've had some other interesting movies announced that we'll go over. Then TC has something new that he'd like to introduce with everyone. As we said, 2019 is a big year for the sweet film talk. And after that, we will get into a special review of a movie that we saw glass, like everyone knows. And followed by that, we will talk about our most, or actually, after we talk about Glass, we will then give our top five special superhero films, which we will go into more after that. And then to round it out, we will talk about our most anticipated of 2019, then give you an intro to what we'll be doing in the next episode. So without much further ado... Let's bring on the sweet TC. Are you there, dude? Wow, I'm there. What an intro. I'm, I'm geared up. I'm geared Gosh. up for episode zero. Man, we've lost count. That's how many episodes we've been pumping out. I think it's absolutely wild. And you know you know how when Pam talks about how, like, she calls, she transfers a call to Michael Scott, uh-huh. and she'll, like, pretend to do it once because he says something dumb the first time, then she'll actually do it the second time? Genius. Yeah, that's what we did just now. I had to retry. This is my second take. Of doing the intro, you know, you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta get the kinks out. Yeah, yeah, practice makes perfect. Of um, course, but solid episode. We're excited. Um, I'm gonna jump right into what I watched this week. Oh, I'd love that. Movie wise, only watched one movie streaming, and it was with the bros, Mark and Stevo. We oh, threw it back to the '90s action film, Double Impact, starring John Claude Van Damme, and it was <laughs> terrible, but it was so fun and hilarious. It's, you know, you got like the, what is like the renaissance of just accent movies in the 90s where you oh, had, it's, it's amazing. Van Damme was, I, I recently saw like, just like a cover for a movie with Steven Seagal lately. Oh. My gosh, that dude looks like Peter Griffin for how big he is. He is just, <laughs> I know he is not looking good, but I think Van Damme looks good still. Like he was oh, in the yeah. Expendables 2 a few years ago. Uh, Van Damme. Fine. Yeah, Van Damme's in a Tostitos commercial. He's like, he says, don't get Van Dammed, get Tostitos. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's terrible, but I mean, it makes you want to go buy some Tostitos and oh, sit yeah. down and watch a Van Damme film. But I mean, oh. this movie had maybe five, ten minutes of plot. Um, okay. It's, it's two Van Dams. They get split up at birth, and then they find out that they're twins, and then they fly to, was it Tokyo? or No, it was Hong Kong. And there's just a lot of uh, fighting and beating up and explosions and... Some really bad acting, but we laugh. We had a good time, and that's that. Can I can I guess the director? Um, yeah. Was Go it John Woo? It. it is not John Woo. Oh, dang it! When you said they flew to Hong Kong, I was almost positive it'd be John Woo. I wish it was John Woo. Let me double check. Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe I. Maybe I would know if it was John Woo. That's true. MCAT would have said it about you know a few yeah. times. It was not, it. John, not John Woo, but uh, yeah. What about you? What okay. What did you see streaming? 
Well, so this week, since I've moved to Arkansas, I graduated in December, so I'm still looking for a job. It's been good, though. I've got a lot of people reaching out, so that's been really nice. But this week, I have just um, gone ham with watching movies again. Um, Not as much as over the cruise, but still a good amount. So I will start, like always, from the least rated until the highest one. Um, First off, this week, there were two Firefest Festival documentaries that came out do you do you know anything about fire festival do you remember when that happened no enlighten me oh my gosh oh God. i thought maybe you would know but okay so basically for for probably for a few months there was this huge lead up to like this this film fe- or not this film festival this huge concert like like music festival you know yeah. like coachella yeah. it was supposed to be on like a, like a private island like pablo escobar's former private island this company did a whole bunch of stuff and it was backed by this dude named Billy McFarland. And it all ended up being like a total hoax just because he couldn't get the funding for it and he couldn't get it all up and he got tied up in the funding and yep, people got there and it was an absolute disaster. So I remember when this happened, social media was absolutely crazy, but when did it happen? Last year, like like last year, almost to the, like last, yeah, it was last year sometime. Man, this must this must have been during like my forty eight hour social media fast. <laughs> See, you you must have had the flu again the same time. I yeah, know. it was. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was. It was absolutely huge. And so, yep, he's going to prison six years now. Netflix last week had announced that they were having a fire festival documentary come out on Friday or yesterday. Interesting. So on Wednesday, Hulu beat them to the punch. And came out with their own fire festival documentary, huh. which I liked it. I mean, I think it's good. Like, it's kind of one of those things that's easy to make a documentary on because it's so outrageous. But I give it a C. I yeah. haven't seen the Netflix one, but me and Becky are planning to watch it tonight. So huh. I will report on that one. Yeah. So Fire Fraud. Check it out on Hulu. It's free. Interesting. Now, the next movie that I watched, I had it's, it's a smaller movie, I believe, but I had heard really good things about it. It's called Bone Tomahawk. And get this, the, the, Kurt Russell is in it. Patrick Wilson is in it. And, um, oh my gosh, I forget his name, but he was on Shape of Water. He's her, like, friend that she lives oh, with. Oh, the chubby guy. No, Paul he's like, Giamatti. he's like. No, she, no, no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, I'm thinking about Lady in the Water. <laughs> oh, no. Well, good Lady in the Water, though. That could kind of bring us into the movie we'll talk about today. Yeah, wow. But Bone Tomahawk is a Western. Okay. And it's Richard Grant is his name. Richard Grant is the old dude. And Matthew Fox is in it. It's a good movie. It's a good watch. Um, Pretty intense in some scenes. So basically a dude's wife gets taken away by cannibals and he goes off with the sheriff to go try and beat the cannibals. Mm. Pretty intense in some scenes. Wild. But it's on Amazon Prime. It's free. Okay. You can go watch it. Okay. I give that a B. Then the next movie that I watched was Green Room, which is also streaming on Netflix with Anton Yelchin is in it. Patrick Stewart's in it. And Anton Yelchin is in a band that's kind of strapped for cash. So they go to this, they get a, they get a uh, gig booked at like a skinhead kind of um, concert venue and they get paid. And as they're leaving, they witness a murder. And so it's kind of them against like these group of like skinheads and kind of facing off and they're trying, the band's trying to escape 
and the skinheads are trying to cover everything up. So it gets pretty wild. Um, also pretty intense, I thought. Pretty violent. I enjoyed it enough. I thought it was very well made. Anton Yelchin is a great actor, so RIP and power to him. Um, real, real, real good performance. And I give that one a B. Okay. Now, the next one that I watched was interesting. Super cool backstory to it is The Crow. Now, have you seen The Crow? Do you know anything I've about The Crow? I've heard of this. Didn't it come out? It's, it hasn't come out recently. It's come out a while ago, correct? Yeah, it was It was in the 90s. It came out in 94. Oh, okay, okay. I'm so the story to this... Right oh, seriously, do it. It's The story to this is basically um, Brandon Lee, the son of Bruce Lee... They were kind of like trying to get him to become a star. They recognized a lot of potential in him, like as in his father. So they cast him in this movie basically about a dude who gets murdered on Halloween with his wife. And he gets brought back to life. And this crow is kind of like his uh, sidekick. So he takes on the embodiment of this vigilante called the crow. And this movie was filmed super cool. I don't think it really has like a city it's filmed in but like you'll have to see it because it's like it looks like a like a stage like a propped stage of the city that he lives in it was super super cool that um pretty cheesy in some aspects i mean it's 94 but for the graphics not kind of being up to date and it being a much older movie obviously 24 years i really liked it i would give it a b plus i think it was super entertaining and well-filmed, and what happened to Brandon Lee on set was there was a scene where one of the thugs, like, gets a gun to shoot him, because he's, you know, he's one of the thugs, and or he's not one of the thugs, the thug is trying to shoot Brandon Lee, and the prop master had, for some reason, there was a bullet loaded in the gun, and oh he didn't take it out. Oh, my so, gosh. So, yeah, when the dude shot it, killed him right there. So some of the movies, in some points, there's a body double filling in for him because they didn't get to finish the movie. They died on set. Brandon Lee. Yep, Brandon Lee. You can look died. it up. It's so sad. Are you serious? Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a That's like a whole different story because there's a lot of like conspiracy theories about him and all of that. But yeah. I would, I, yeah. I'd get, did I say, did I give it a B? Yeah, yeah. I'm I give it a B right plus. Now. Oh my yeah, heck. it's a crazy story. So there's theories that people actually that that they actually killed him. Yeah, so there's there's a there's a conspiracy theories show on Netflix that talks more about it. But basically, they think that like a uh, a Chinese mafia took him out, like they had taken his dad out, kind of a thing. So I don't really know. There's a lot of things around it you can look into. But my next movie, oh my gosh. is Children of Men. Directed by, oh, The Crow's also on Netflix, just like Children of Men is on Netflix. Directed by Alfonso Cuaron. And Children of Men is so cool. It's set in the future. And, like, no one is having kids anymore. There are no kids. Like, the youngest person is, like, 18. And he dies. He's, like, a celebrity and he can't handle it. And so he refuses a freaking autograph and they kill him. So this Clive Owens character is, like, a British guy. I believe his like family, he has like a brother who's high up in the government and he comes along with this woman that he used to be related. I think they used to date or something like that. And she brings him into this group that is associated with this woman who is his pregnant. 
and no one's seen a pregnant person in years, you know, 18 years. So it's kind of the story of them protecting this pregnant woman. And when she has the baby, oh my gosh, it's just absolutely crazy. The sequences that occur after it, like there's just all of this fighting. The world is in chaos. And as soon as the baby is born, they're carrying it down. And you just got to watch the scene. You got to watch the movie. It's great. I give it an A minus because yes, yeah. while it's well made and super, like everything is great. Alfonso Cuaron is a, a high class director. Um, there were just some aspects of it that I didn't really enjoy, which brought it down to an A minus. But I think it's technically it's extremely well made. Huh. So, yeah, it looks looks like it's pretty, you know, critically acclaimed. And my gosh, Kamiko, you're just. <laughs> yeah, I have no I, I, I've never heard of. Well, I've heard of The Crow, but I haven't heard of any of these movies. So that's why we love this this is why we do this. Oh, yeah. About the film and how sweet it is. Ooh. <laughs> look at look at that creativity with Yay. the name the name in the podcast yep you know just me. the inception love that so yeah let's let's get into let's get into some movie news this is the first bit of movie news is something you told me about yes um so yeah why don't you go ahead and tell us um i was on tw- on twitter a few nights ago and two new mission impossible films coming out yeah 2021 and, 20, and 22 or by, 20 and tw- by the by the same director that did yeah that. so uh i'm super excited i love those movies um now, now looking back honestly fallout could have been my favorite movie of 2018 <laughs> it's <laughs> like it really can be um, yeah but it's so good and i love those movies people that just can't enjoy those movies just gotta really you know loosen up i mean it's totally over the top <laughs> it's tom cruise he's running and it's just Fun espionage movie, so I'm excited for the two new movies. Apparently, it's going to be 2020 and then 2021, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if they take a long break and probably this will be this, you know a little ride out for Tom Cruise because I mean the dude's getting older. Let's be real. Oh yeah, he's like 60, I think. Yeah, or almost 60, right? Yeah, yeah. he's in, in, in incredible shape. So oh uh, this that dude found the fountain of youth. I don't know if it's in New Mexico or where, but he found it. <laughs> I think it's in the Church of Scientology where he, it, it, he you know, it might be. I, so. I think I think I'm okay without it. If it means I have to become a Scientologist, I think I'm I'm good where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that movie news. I know you have some movie news. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So this one was crazy. Just kind of announced out of nowhere. Basically, is there will be a direct Ghostbusters sequel in 2020, directed by Jason Reitman who um, directed Juno, which I love Juno. I think yeah. Juno's a super funny and very well-made movie, yeah. by all means. Michael so Sarah. That's Oh, I love Michael Sarah. Player X. Yeah. Uh, okay, and Ghostbusters. Yeah, so kind of love it. My little movie more so. He has been involved with the Ghostbusters franchise since the very beginning. He was in the original one as the birthday party kid. So I looked at his like filmography and I was like, what the heck? He's in Ghostbusters? He didn't direct it. And I looked and yeah, he's uh, the birthday party kid. And then he is in Ghostbusters 2 as like the kid whose like birthday party just kind of like fails and falls apart. He is that kid as well. So just birthday parties to filmmaking. You know, we can we can all do it too, I think. Hmm. Hopefully. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I uh, Ghostbusters. I love the first one. I haven't seen the second one for same. years. Yeah, but, uh... same. You know, I haven't, I haven't seen the new one. How many are there? Three? Uh, yeah. I have, well, so there was actually a video game where I think Harold Ramey 
and Dan Aykroyd wrote it. And like everyone came back, ever except for Sigourney Weaver and someone else didn't come back and they lent their voices to it. So a lot of people say that's kind of like an indirect sequel because it was a video game. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, but I, I never saw the female one because honestly, I heard it was horrible. So <laughs> I never watched it. But, you know, can't judge, judge a book by its cover. But I think that one I almost could. But I should watch it. We'll watch it. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you uh, think about it? What do you think about like a, a direct sequel to the Ghostbusters? Like, what are they going to do with it, do you think? I have no idea. I really... <laughs> I know. I'm stumped. I seriously have no idea. So we'll we'll see where it goes. Uh, you better throw Bill Murray in there. I know that. Oh my gosh! Let, let him get a cameo, please. I, you know, I I hear a lot of things. I hear that they're gonna like, like, bring like, have like their kid like, basically they're like retired and they have kids now and something like that. But it's like they were already older in Ghostbusters, like. Yeah. Where would they have these kids? So Maybe grandkids? Oh, gosh. But I don't even think it mentions that they have kids in the original one. And Harold Ramey died. So, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's it's weird. I have no idea how they're going to do it. But they gave a teaser trailer of the, gosh, I forget what the car is called, in the, um, in like a barn. And it zooms oh. in on it and it says summer 2020. Yeah, there's a super short trailer wow. or teaser okay. for it. Interesting. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see about that. But I know, speaking of seeing, just recently, we had a couple trailers that oh, dropped. Yes. Uh, I think let's start from the least to the best, um, in my opinion. I think in your opinion as well. But uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. What yes. Was, what was your take? What was your reaction? And this isn't even to say that the Far From Home trailer was bad. I just think in comparison to the other huge one, yeah, like oh. it, it, it got me super excited for it. I, I like how Happy and Aunt May are kind of having a nice little back and forth. Yeah, I think that's cute. I think that's really cool. Good for them. Yeah, they, um, they need that. Phil's in. <laughs> I know they both. Let's make Happy even happier. I think Aunt May would be the ultimate key to soften that little boy's heart. Yeah, yeah. I think she could soften any boy's heart, but that's yeah. you know, especially, especially George Costanza. There's a there's a funny Seinfeld episode with Marissa <laughs> oh, really? that you should definitely watch. You'd like it. You'd appreciate it. Oh, that's uh, great. Um, yeah. What do you think? Um, you know, I just I think it's weird that's gonna be in London because I'm so accustomed to Spider Man swinging yeah. his webs in New York. Uh, but I mean, Nick Fury comes in. It didn't seem like it was too revealing. It looks like Mysterio's trying to uh, portray himself as a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, are we getting Sandman and and Hydro Man in there, or is that just his? I think that's just his powers of, you know, illusion that he was Bye. doing in the trailer. But could you imagine if just Sandman and, and Hydro Man are in it? I, I honestly, it's jeez, I can't I, I, even. I don't think they are. That would be a little too much. But no. I, I'm excited for Mysterio. He looks sweet. He looks great. He and... does. Uh, don't care for much for MJ or Flash as side characters. Ned is on the edge, but I just, I feel like Tom Holland is a great Peter Parker. Just some of the side characters really don't support Peter Parker or Tom Holland. I do too. I think MJ's character is annoying and, and that's not even to say that like, I don't enjoy like women being portrayed as like, but it's like, I feel like there must be nuance to it. You know, it's like 
showing that she's a strong character without always constantly having to be like, meh, 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 meh. like, oh, you think I'm a girl and like I need consoling and like that I need to be told that I'm pretty. It's like, no, I just saying, you know, and that could be the reason why she's written like that, just to kind of have that little sass. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it. I think Flash I is an interesting choice. Oh, too. Flash is just my least favorite. Let's be real. <laughs> I know. I can't stand the penis Parker. I couldn't stand that in uh, Homecoming. But no, we'll see where Far From Home goes. I'm I'm hopeful. I don't think it's gonna. I think it'll be better than Homecoming, and I hope it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes. And I'm excited that yeah. Mysterio's in the mix because I like Mysterio. He's a fun villain. So oh yeah, interesting. I agree. So yes, but on to the good one. Yes. What did you think, Baba Yaga? Oh my gosh, dude! I so when we saw Glass yesterday, the trailer came on for. John Wick 3 and I was just holy crap dude like motorcycles with with freaking katanas I know and he's on a horse like I, it's I know oh my gosh dude it's gonna be so cool and it, is, it looks great too oh it looks incredible I mean if it's anything like John Wick 2 or even John Wick 1 which are both great it'll be good I mean it's by the same director yes. and uh, Keanu Reeves just kills it it's just a it's just a fun popcorn movie just to go watch and see just the crazy stunts and God bless Halle Berry. Love her. Oh, it's, I can't even. She's stunning. And <laughs> she, yes. I mean, we won't talk about Catwoman. What a, what a ter- just atrocious movie that was, but love her work. So I'm excited to see the, what she, what her character is. And when I, I think it's just a fun story with the underground hitman world. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they especially how they expounded on it more in um in John Wick Two. I mean John Wick Two was I loved it. If you would have seen me in the movie, you would have thought that I was not enjoying it, but I was enjoying myself. I loved it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a little squeamish when it comes to blood, so just a little bit. Um so yeah, that I'm excited. Those were fun trailers. Um but what was the other news that we have here? So the other stuff that we've got is uh, it's kind of like a, you know, Disney's trying to reboot all of their animated classics, except for this one that they're going to reboot. Um, not so much of a classic. I don't love this one, so they'll probably make it better as a live action. Is Hunchback of Notre Dame, and Josh Gad will be producing it. And I also assume that he'll probably play the Hunchback of Notre Dame, not <laughs> to label him, but I would assume. I think he would be, I think he'd be all right for the part. I don't know about you. Or Jack Black. I know we already talked about Jack Black, but just give me some more Jack Black on the big screen. <laughs> I mean, no. Seriously, it's... He's had a nice little reawakening, too, with yeah. the few movies he's been in recently. I, I don't know. Like, what's funny about these Disney live-action movies is... I mean, everyone's gonna go see them, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't it's think... Just, it's, it's a cash grab. I mean, I think some of the cartoons are better. You know what I mean? Oh, they, they definitely are. And, I mean, let's face it. None of these movies are going to stand the test of time like the animated ones. Oh, absolutely. It's been like 20 years, and freaking Aladdin is still one of the one of the classics. I th- um, Lion King, too. Aladdin's live action looks like it might be... Ugh, I don't know. We'll see. It doesn't look too good from my point of view and, you know, the teaser, but... I like Will Smith, and we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, no, I, mean, I agree. Just, just don't give me a Little Mermaid live action. <laughs> I have heard they're gonna, they're gonna do it. They're gonna do they it for all of them. To. Oh, I know. I don't want it. 
Let's see. If you if you could have them do one though, what one would you be okay with? Ooh, good question. I can't think of that. What What about you? Um, I you know what would be kind of cool is I, it's not from like the same era, but like a live action Treasure Planet, I think would be kind of cool. Ooh, yes, I like that. Or There's Atlantis, a lot of or cool like Atlanta stuff. City. Oh, that's right, Atlantis. That was a cool one. Atlantis, yeah, Atlantis was cool. Or just give me a live action person. <laughs> <laughs> just bring David Spade back, but put him in like a brown wig. Yes. Oh man. And then um. Okay. Speaking that of would Disney, actually be so funny. Oh my gosh, that would be great. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. Um, it'd be yeah. We'll see with the live action. Speaking of Disney, kind of relating. Um, someone left Pixar. Yeah, they did. Um, Lee Unkrich, who directed Toy Story three and like wrote all the other Toy Stories and was involved for twenty five years with Pixar and directed Coco, is I, leaving Pixar. I don't know much about this. Why did he leave? Did he just did he family to- stuff? Oh, okay. Yeah, he just kind of wanted to be with his family more. And I think now coming off of Coco and um, I don't think he's involved with Toy Story 4 at all, which kind of makes me a little bit worried. I'll have to double check that, though. I might be wrong. But yeah, no, I think it's good. You know, if someone's going to take a break and it's for family just to, you know, spend some more time, it's can never fault them for that. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Pixar, so. we love you. Come, Leon Critch, now that you're retired, come on the pod. We'll have yeah. a nice little conversation. We'll, we'll direct our own little movie together. <laughs> we'll get a little low-budget thing going and make millions. <laughs> Down. Invest more in the pod. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we'll title it the, Ri- the, the Rise of Master Chief. We'll get a, little, get a little Halo animated. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine? We could just right. make the Halo movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I mean, Peter, Peter Jackson was never on board, but we are. um so with 2019 we're gonna roll out a little new grading scale uh kind of referring with and relating to some sweet film talk so we do the grades of f d c b and a which is fun but it's a little generic so we we want to you know spice it up a little bit so with that said um for now on and we might even mix it up in the future you know, kind of keep a little sense of newness. But from now on, we're going to relate to an F as disgusting. Okay. Yep. D will be bittersweet where you have some good moments in a movie that are sweet, but a lot of it is bitter. Let's be real. We don't really like bittersweet, you know? No. So No. Well, yeah, yeah. I think we'd lean more. Yeah, you're right. Nope. So, yeah. And then C will be bland. You know, when something's bland, it's just meh. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of C-grade movies are meh. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. you don't hate it, but you don't love it. Mm-hmm. And then B-grade will be sweet. Um, you know, pretty self-explanatory there. And then A will be amazing. So. <laughs> that that is... last one goes with... it's, it's still food related. You, there are dishes that are amazing. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, let's, I might get some Beto's tonight. That's amazing. Oh, I had Cane's the other night. The best thing about living oh. in Arkansas is I'm five minute drive from Cane's whenever I want it. Just the jealousy just through my veins oh. right now. It's it's unreal. So yeah, so we hope that you guys can relate to that. So after you see movies, you'll just be like, oh, that was disgusting, and uh, we can we can relate with that. So disgusting, bittersweet, bland, sweet. 
and amazing. That is the that is the five steps of the new Sweet Film Talk grading scale, which we will break in and try out today, right now. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because we saw Glass. We saw it. Nineteen years in the making, which they definitely make sure you don't forget that in the movie. <laughs> no, they mention it like twenty times. I know. <laughs> Keeks, what did, what did you think about Glass? What was oh your initial reaction? What were some things you liked? Um, okay, so didn't like. I'll go into what I liked because I liked the first hour. I think the setup of all of it, while there are like the first twenty minutes, you're sitting there watching, you're like, my gosh, this is great. Like yeah. I thought it was gonna be the first act, maybe first half of the movie was gonna be was gonna be David Dunn trying to hunt down the horde. And then get caught and be brought in with Mr. Glass. But no, it's not how it is. Um, he gets caught pretty quick with the Horde by after he rescues some cheerleaders. They are in the institution where Mr. Glass has been for the last 19 years. I mentioned that a buttload of times. And yeah. so it just kind of goes from there. And you see Mr. Glass and where he's at. And it's cool to see these characters where it's all picked off. Because uh, David Dunn's son, whoever plays him, is probably the kid who played I, – I believe is the kid who played him. Do you know that? Do you know if he was the kid who played him in the first one? Uh, uh, I don't know. In Unbreakable? It looked like it was. They did a flashback. Yeah. I Let's see real quick. But Yeah. I'm going to look this up. You you keep talking. I'll get I it. I believe that the kid who's in it is – I think it is. I think it's the same one. Spencer Tree Clark. Let's see. And it looks like he has – I'm just going to go out on a limb and say he has not done anything since that movie because it kind of shows. And that's all I'll leave it at. I did yeah, not like you know, him. I thought he was not very good in it. He was in Babysitters and he was in um... – <laughs> I'm looking and, at these. And he was in Animal Kingdom. But, you know, he's done more work than I have in the film True. industry. So props to him. Yeah. No, shouts out. Get in that bag. Everyone deserves that bag. And Spencer yeah. Treat Clark, you go get it. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, there are cool little references back to Glass. I think the, the acting – oh, my gosh. Uh, James McAvoy. I know the movie's not great, but I would love to see him get a nomination because the way that he switches in between the personalities – is absolutely insane. I, and, and, it's, and, and he knocks out of the park when he does it. Like, oh, he does. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, I know this is Dennis. Oh, I know this is Patricia. Oh, yeah. I know this is, you know, Hedwig or whatever his name is. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's he does a good job. So good. Yeah, so he's great. I'd say all of, like, Bruce Willis, Sam Jackson, and James McAvoy are great. Um, Bruce Willis doesn't get a lot of screen time, which is a no. huge bummer. I agree. Yeah, huge bummer. So... Um, gosh, the supporting cast is not great, though. I, the staff at this hospital all needs to be fired immediately Ugh. because they were some of the most absent-minded characters I've ever seen that in, like, recent memory. Like, it was, it was to the point where I was like, I, I would just, like, throw my hands in the air and look at Beck and be like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, yeah, um... Uh, the bad, I would say, is just the end crumbles, man. Like, the last 40, 30 minutes, it just falls beneath itself when it introduces um, a certain place. It's like, oh, this is uh, Red Herring, the tower. It's just, like, thrown in there to make you yeah. think it's going to be one thing, and it doesn't even... Yep. 
Yeah, it's yeah. gosh. Like, what was what was the point of that? Exactly. Seriously. Um. So what what grade are you going with? Um, I'm giving this movie a C minus. I think it's pretty meh. Honestly, leading leaning, it's it's meh. Yeah, it's, it's bland. Oh uh, yeah, bland. bland. That's <laughs> it. I'm I'm getting used to it. I'm getting the my, my gears are going. Yeah, it's it's bland. Yeah, uh, it's really really disappointing too because I think the the technicality of the movie and the acting is like a B plus, but just the story and the execution is poor, very poor, and it's a C minus. Yeah. Um, I agree with you for most of it because I felt like the beginning was really strong. I was like, oh, wow, this is really moving. Um, I mean, the face-off happened between the – little bit of a spoiler that, yeah. you, you know, right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, the face-off happened relatively quick with uh, – Yeah, and they see it in the trailer too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And that's another thing. The trailer was a little bit revealing um, with, I mean, the showdown outside of the facility – Gosh, I just wish trailers, I mean, I mentioned this before, would just do a better job of just concealing certain things that happen in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's another totally another, true. Another gripe for another day. I felt like sometimes the score was out of place. Just some music. I was like, I'm not feeling this. Like, there was like a moment that wasn't suspenseful, but it was playing suspenseful music. And overall, I thought the acting was fine. It, it just kind of belly flopped towards the end like yeah like you said and i agree and i just really wasn't interested in the characters um i mean casey has this like love affection towards the beast because i mean she can relate to him with kevin and i don't know i was just like really yeah i see yeah i i thought she was great i mean anya taylor joy is, yes she's uh, a great actress i mean i i thought she was fine in the movie i just was not really i didn't care about their that relationship okay yeah i can okay that, that's that's you know that's my hot take my opinion but overall i thought it was i thought it was bittersweet i'm gonna give it a d oh gosh when you told me it was a, you gave it a d i, I just, was you know, I just didn't really care. I just thought it moved slow. It dragged a lot. And like you said, I wanted to see more Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see more, even more fighting between the Beast and David Dunn. I felt like there, you know, wasn't enough of that. So, bit of a flop. And compared to Unbreakable and Split, which I thought were great movies, this just kind of, you know, landed flat. It's, I, yeah, I 100% agree. Now, I know that we had mentioned earlier about possibly talking about spoilers. What, what, do you want to go into spoilers? Sure. Let's go into spoilers. Okay. So if you don't want to be spoiled, pause, and we will let you know when you can continue. We'll be brief. Yes. All right. Get us, get us going. So first off, the M.I. Shyamalan is um, – in the movie, he has a cameo – as the dude who he was in Unbreakable, which I thought was super interesting. Kind of, he's like the dude that uh, David bumps into at the stadium. And yeah. He sees something about the drugs. And so he even mentions that too. And so it's like, oh, okay. He's another like up. little, exactly. Yeah. He's gotten his life back. Um, you know, they have the, the security center, which is great. I think what's more to spoil is at the end of the movie. There's not like in between, I wouldn't say there's much like, you see that Elijah seems to have been drugged, but he's obviously duping everyone. Mm-hmm. What I didn't get was why, like, the Beast is in that room. 
Like, why wouldn't you also fortify it with metal? And why, like, the security at this place is piss poor. Oh, it's terrible. And the fact that it's like, this dude, the dude that you have in there has killed hundreds of people. Why don't you just fortify it much more? I, you know, it's just little things like that. And these these caretakers are so careless in what they do. It's mind-blowing. Well, what's funny is, like, this group with the, with the clovers on their, on their hands that are trying to eliminate. I thought that was dumb and out of, out of left field. I was not feeling that. I thought that was like, are you kidding? We're going to throw in a fourth party, basically? to eliminate and, and and control balance. I wasn't feeling that. I thought that was dumb and just out of out of place. And that kind of, you know, it was a little bit of a turnoff for me. I I wanted just more of Glass, David Dunn, and uh, Kevin, the Beast. So yeah. I, I thought that was – and it just shows it, like, literally the last five minutes of the movie when he gets sniped, the Beast. It shows the clover on his hand, and then it shows um, the psychiatrist with the clover. And I was like, really? really yeah i the fact that and like we said we are in spoilers so if you're this far and you haven't seen the movie we already warned you so (laughs) um david dunn dies they all die yeah and the little twist i thought this was interesting so it always talks about how kevin's father left um in the movie you see david dunn's son is doing research about kevin wendell crumb and he sees something on the computer screen and he like gets away and gasps, but it doesn't show what he sees. It comes back later to show that Kevin's dad was on the train that Mr. Glass rigged to like derail yeah. with David Dunn. So like there's like a really quick switch there from Kevin and the Beast to like turning on Mr. Glass. It was really quick and I get it, but at the same time it seemed a little rushed. Yeah. So yeah. in then he goes and fights with David, which leads to David dying. And you can go into that part because it pissed me off so much. I almost walked out. Oh, with the David dying? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I was like, really? I mean, he was the good guy. Grant, I know this This uh, Clover company wanted to get rid of him and maintain balance. But he's the hero, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was – didn't like that. This Mm-mm. isn't like Avengers Infinity War where we know we're going to come – where they're going to come back. But I didn't like it. I thought it was kind of a dumb ending. I did like how um, Glass – kind of last spoiler, then we'll wrap this up uh, – set up those cameras to expose that company. I did like that aspect and how it kind of went full circle and they um, posted it on like you know social media news and whatnot. So yeah. I like that aspect. But overall, I just thought with introducing that Clover company was dumb. Didn't and like that. what I think is the most irritating aspect of this movie is the former two are like comic book movies, but they're not in your face about being comic book movies. Yes. It's very nuanced. This movie. Oh my God. Yes. Mr. Yes. Glass every other minute is like, this is where the bad guys team up. It's like, we get what it is. Like, yeah. I get that that's kind of how he is in glass too, but it was just so over the top. And it, it was, was little, so much. It was a little corny with some cheesy lines. I was like, oh, jeez. Very ham-fisted, just like, <laughs> hey, don't, like, hey, we're all, you're watching a comic book movie, remember? Like, this is, oh, it's like comics, because, like, he's, like, the bad guy. But, like, I'm saying it to you, and it's like, we get what it is. Yeah. There's in no place. And then at the end, they're like, this is when everyone sees the superheroes on their social media. It's like, 
this is the start of the universe. And it's like, I mean, we could probably get that. I get why you would say it, but it's just, that's what I thought was rather irritating about it was just going into that. Yep. I agree. Disappointing movie. So Mm -hmm. yes, uh, I feel like M night Shyamalan is that type of director makes some real gems and then just makes some real, real flops. And you're like, ugh. so the last air button, when he has pressure on him, he just crumbles. Yeah. 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 Cause I don't, he didn't have any pressure with split. It was just kind of out of the blue. You're like, what is this? Even the visit. Have you seen the visit? I haven't seen the visit. Oh my gosh, dude. I loved the visit. It's like, it's like a found footage film with these kids that go visit their grandpa, their grandparents. It's great. Oh my gosh. It's great. Huh. Interesting. And signs. Mm -hmm. I thought signs was spectacular. Yes. So, hmm, yeah. Glass. Um, well, it shattered under it's we're back done talking spoilers. So hopefully M night Shyamalan can pick it up. I know he will. He's, he's a pretty solid director for the most part, but glass is disappointing and not the best way to start out January, the new year with the new movie, Mm -hmm. but you know, we're hoping for, for better things. So speaking of, um, superhero movies that are not Marvel DC. Let's get into our top five. Yes. Of favorites, superhero, non-Marvel DC superhero movies. Keeks, yeah. want to start us off? Oh, I'd love to. Um, I have Chronicle as my number five. Okay. Really cool, like, found footage film about kids that get superpowers. And I loved it. I think it's such a fun movie. It's Yeah, it's great. Well, I'm going to start off with Unbreakable. Oh, okay. So right off the bat, number five. Great follow-up. Thank you. So, yeah, that awesome. comes in at number five. Okay. Um, my number four is kind of, I mean, you could maybe call it an alternate superhero movie. It's Toy Story. These things come to life. There are toys that come to life. And I'd say that's a superpower in and of itself. And I know it's a different world where toys can maybe come to life. But that's crazy. And Andy is a human being. And... <laughs> Yep. It's, it's so, Toy Story, number four. I, I like superhero it. Movies. I like it. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go, I don't know if this is a superhero movie, but I'm going to say it is because I think it's so cool. I love this growing up with Zorro. Oh, yeah, dude. It totally is. I mean, he's just, he, I mean, he wears a mask. Yeah, he's like Western Batman, basically, yeah. but with a sword. Yeah. yeah I so, totally agree. Thank you. So, Zorro coming in at number four. Oh, okay. So actually, my number three is one you've already mentioned, Unbreakable. Okay. My gosh, Unbreakable is so good. Um, yeah. Now, go see Unbreakable if you haven't seen it. Why the frick haven't you seen it yet? Go see it. Oh, love that. Also, the score is amazing. I love the score, and that's why I can see why you were annoyed with Glass. The score for <laughs> Unbreakable is amazing. Um, number three for me is going to be The Incredibles. Oh, I almost put that on my list. Yeah, I feel like the, the Incredibles is just like the Fantastic Four Pixar movie, basically. Definitely. I uh, love it. Watched it before The Incredibles 2, and I forgot how good it is. And The Incredibles is amazing. So that comes in at number three. Yeah. Um, my number two is V for Vendetta. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, V for Vendetta, I think, is actually based on like a like a graphic novel. But, I mean, it's not like your classic superhero movie. It's, dude, Hugo Weaving as V. So cool. Natalie yeah. Portman, what a great, what great chemistry they have too. For being honest, wow, that's a good one, good take. Thank you. Um, number two for me is going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the nineties. <laughs> <90s. laughs> oh, I love that. 
So, uh, oh, the new ones are just so bad. It's upsetting. But the old ones are also bad. But, you know, they have some charm. They're at least, they have, at least they're ninjas. And yeah. literally in Out of the Shadows or whatever, the second new one, they do no, like, ninja stuff. It's so dumb. Those, those two Go are watch just, it. ugh. But the 90s Trash. one are, are just so fun. I mean, that's like my childhood. I was growing up watching those all the time with yeah. my older brother. So, love oh, it. I love that. The Secret of the Ooze. Is that number two or number I three? Think, yeah, that is number two. Pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Side note, they're uh, rebooting it again. So. Oh, geez. Yep. Almost said a, yeah, yeah, well. It's about, nah. <laughs> it's anything's better than the most recent ones, so. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll welcome I think, it. I think Teenage Mutant, last thing, Teenage Mutant Turtles, that should just be animated for now and don't make live action. Like, Do you animation... remember the animated one that came out before the 3D? Like yeah. those. Yeah, TMNT. It was actually pretty cool. I saw it with yeah. my brother in theaters, like in 2006 or whatever. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Had a good it. time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number one. Okay, my number one, I've kind of talked about it very briefly on one of the episodes, but League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, my gosh. How sweet was this movie when you were a kid? It was always on FX or always on TNT. Um, I guess it was, like, critically panned when it came out because it kind of sets you up for a sequel. But I loved it. Oh my gosh, I've seen this movie so many times, and it's just outrageous. And Doctor Jekyll looks horrible, but um, yeah, that's a fun movie. Yeah, I remember watching that when I was younger, and it's just outrageous. And well, and as you grow ter- up, I, you re- I need, I need to rewatch it. it. Sorry, yeah, I need to rewatch it. Go on. Yeah, no, and as you grow up, you realize all of the people in the league are like literary characters. So I was like, oh my gosh, like Captain Ahab. Um, it was from Moby Dick. Um, Tom Sawyer is in it too. It's crazy. It was so cool. Wow. Yeah. Um, love that. My number one is also terrible, but super fun is Mortal Kombat. Annihilation <laughs> <laughs> <Get> <laughs> or the original? The original, of course. Like, oh, you know, Raiden, wow. you, you have your superheroes. They're technically superheroes. Oh, yeah. They got superpowers. You They're can protecting count it. the realm. Uh, yeah, so Mortal Kombat, it's just so bad, but the video game is great, and I, it, it gets my number one spot. I, wow. Love I mean, that. I was going to throw in Terminator 2, but I was like, that's a cheap pick. No, yeah, that's not really, that's, yeah, I wouldn't really count it, because it's a robot. Yeah, it's, it's a, a cyborg. Yeah, so, exactly. You can get that. Um, but since we're on the subject of lists right now, we, as we're going into a new year, new year, new us, new pod, new movies hopefully more sweet than not we want to reveal our top 10 yes most anticipated so we've kind of been a dead horse with uh avengers endgame and star wars episode nine uh yeah. ray, ray of hope um but uh <laughs> we're not going to talk about those those are not going to be in our top 10 we all know that there are one and two most anticipated for the year of course and but we're going to branch out we're going to talk about some movies that we're excited for besides those two so We'll go 10 through 6. Uh, you, you mind doing like that? Yeah, love it. Uh, Let's do it. So 10 through 6, and then we'll go 5 through 2, and then number 1. So I can you go start first. Is that yeah. all right? Go for it. Okay, so my number 10 is Us. Oh! Okay, uh, a horror movie on there. Yeah, just saw, the, just saw the trailer again in theaters before Glass. Mm-hmm. And I never saw Get Out in theaters, but I'm 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 interested to see what Jordan Peele does. So us at number ten. Um, number nine is Far From Home. Oh, Spider Man. Okay, yeah. Yep. So we'll see. 
what Spider-Man does. Number eight, I think this trailer is hilarious. It just came out of left field. I remember waking up one morning. I was like, what in the world? Pikachu. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. So number eight is Pikachu. I'm excited for that. We'll see what happens. Okay. Number seven, this is just a total – I think this is going to be so bad, but it will be just so well done just action wise Hobbs and Shaw have you heard about this Has that come out this year yes it comes out this oh, year oh dude I yeah I'm in like I'm down fast, yeah yeah I mean Jason Statham and The Rock I might fly out for it are you kidding yeah so I'm excited for Hobbs and Shaw just just to be a total action movie and uh, a little Fast and Furious kind of break off so Hobbs and Shaw Hobbs and Shaw at number seven number six Godzilla I love. Oh, that's right. Yeah, love monsters. I thought the first one back in 2014 was pretty cool. I liked it. So, yeah, I like it. I really enjoy it. Yeah, so I'm hopeful for uh, Godzilla. So that's my uh, ten through six. Okay. Um. So my number ten is. I forgot that this was even coming out until I saw something for 2019 movies. Dora the Explorer. What? With I think Michael Bay is directing it or producing it or he's involved somehow. And it's just it's Dora the Explorer, but like Michael Bay, it's gonna be horrible and stupid, but it'll be great. It'll be a fun watch, huh? So that's my number ten. Number nine is Jumanji two. They just added Danny DeVito and Danny Glover to the cast. So oh yeah, gosh. Danny DeVito, uh, I'm in. I'm down for it. Oh yeah. My number eight is Terminator Six. Did you even realize it's coming out? Yes, isn't that coming out towards uh, December? Yeah, towards the end of the year. So, I mean, it's got the original cast back, except for Edward Furlong, who plays... Is Arnold Schwarzenegger? Um, yeah, he's in it. He's gotta be. Uh, Linda Hamilton, who's Sarah Connor's in it. It's gonna be, oh, it's gonna be great. Huh. Um, number seven is It Chapter Two. I love the first one. No, you did. Uh, if the kids were gonna be more involved, I'd put it higher, but they're not. So, we will see. And number six, I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino movie about the Manson family. This is also on my list. Oh, okay. Yeah. Little little sneak peek. So let's go for it. Five, four, three, two, one. We'll alternate. Okay. Yeah. Let's just alternate. Yeah, let's alternate to round it out. Cool. Um, My number five, Toy Story 4. Oh, okay. Largely anticipated for everyone. I still have not seen Toy Story 4. (laughs) Toy Story 3. So I'll, I'll, really? Yes, I still have not. Isn't that insane? So I'll wow, watch that. Okay. Toy Story, Toy Story Four. Love that. It's a um, must. So yeah, what's your number five? Number five is Alita: Battle Angel. You know? Okay. I interesting. It looks interesting. Uh, Robert Rodriguez, who directed the Spy Kids films, is directing it, and James Cameron. Um, may he never make another Avatar movie ever again. Even though we'll get like thirty is producing and i don't know it, i kind of heard good things about it and it seems super entertaining and it's based off a of manga so oh you know well, it looks like a ready player one but like more fleshed out it kind of does my kids ready player one and, and it's got like, a great cast too oh my gosh like uh, the cast is stacked yeah so we'll see yeah yeah i'm hopeful I'll watch it um my number four is men in black international Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's high up there. It just looks like a fun movie watch. And I like the cast. And I think Men in Black is cool, especially the first one. One of my kind of guilty pleasures is the first Men in Black. So, yeah, yeah. we'll see where that goes. Okay. Um, my number four is Us. So, you already have it on here. But um, I loved Get Out in the Theater. 
I think Jordan Peele is very talented. So I think it's going to be a great watch. And um, come out to Arkansas and watch it. We have a futon now. So, aka couch. So we've got a place for one person to sleep. I know. I don't know canes. how comfy it is. There is canes. Just, That's about it, though. For a football game. Uh, my number three is Joker. Just, we might as well, I'm going to go in with you. Number three is also a Joker. Wow, we, 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 and guys, we, we have not, yeah, I don't know your list, so this is incredible. Love that. I am absolutely hyped for Joker. I think it's going to be, Joaquin Phoenix is a crazy SOB in real life, so I think it's going to be, going to translate well to the big screen yeah i'm excited i can say hopefully it it, it pans out well is this gonna be part of dceu i guess so i don't really know how it is um i just hope they get rid of jared leto's kind of forever yeah i agree because it was real bad um my number two you mentioned it earlier is once upon a time in hollywood i mean oh wow when tarantino the cast looks stacked looks interesting so uh, I'm excited. I don't know anything about it. All I know about is like a plot. Like there's a stunt double type deal. And I don't know. So no trailers, nothing. It's been out yet. Yeah. And I think it comes out in like May. So, yeah. I mean, it's like f- a few months away. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but it's Tarantino. Well, so he can do what he wants. We'll see. Yeah. And so my number two is Midsummer. This is Ari Aster's follow up to Hereditary. Oh, which is going to follow a couple who goes to Sweden for a pagan festival. And it's going to be, I guess the script is online and it's been, it's, I guess it's crazy. Like hereditary, we saw hereditary, hereditary is absolutely nuts, but this one's supposed to be even crazier than hereditary is. So I'm, are you serious? Yeah, it's going to be really, really good. Me and Becky are going to be first ones there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it looks like Will, Will Poulter is in it. He's kind of a young actor. I like I like his stuff. He's in the Maze what Runner. What is he in? He's in the Maze oh. Runner, and he was in Revenant. The young kid. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So Love huh, that. interesting. I didn't know about that. But my. Oh, I know who he is. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's um, just in a about b- ball bander dash snatch whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my number one, of course, John Wick three. Just. Oh, just. So I'm. Right there with you. Oh, incredible. Yep. So excited. It's just going to be a fun. That's one you just round up all your friends and just go watch and enjoy and just enjoy. So coming out. Um, so yesterday when we saw the trailer, Becky leaned over to me and she's like, I have never seen any of the John Wick movies. So I just cannot wait to cringe and cover my eyes while we watch. John yeah, Wick. <laughs> please do. And she'll love it. I'm, you know, I'm really excited for this movie, this year of movies. I think it's going to be a lot better than last year. Oh my gosh! And Disney's going to make a hundred billion dollars with all the movies they've got coming out. It's yeah. going to be, yeah, absolutely crazy. So it's going to be a good year. I think. I think the odd years, like we mentioned before, are the good years for movies. Uh, yeah, I I have to agree too. <laughs> we always base it off 2016, which was just horrible yeah. for movies that we saw. That was that was rough, but uh, wow, what a pod! Another great one. Yeah, seriously, we're just knocking knocking it out. Uh, we we appreciate the listeners. We're gonna announce something pretty special next pod. Um, we don't want to announce it right now, but you'll no. know. Yeah, little idea, it's, little di- well, idea from the sweet keeks, and I like it. We're gonna do it. We're pulling out all the stops this year, so just keep an eye out for next pod. And we don't want to talk about the movies that we're going to review for the next one. 
but we've got some surprises slash a surprise for the next one of the movie we will be reviewing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, a lot of people are going to love it as well. So um, as always, this is TC. This is the Sweet Keeks. And that was episode 30 of the Sweet to Film Talk. And we will, right. we will be back. Okay. Stay sweet. <laughs> sweet. Sweet.